this is Genevieve. Um, Genevieve and I kind of started out as neighbors slash client. She was a client and then we've become really good friends and she's now a really dear friend. So I'm excited to have this conversation with her today. Um, and uh, I think that we're, we're just going to have a real chill conversation about trauma, you know, because um, in the Instagram lives that we did about living your strategy, we talked a lot about um, the need to be like in our bodies and have our nervous systems regulated and like mm -hmm. clear the static so that we can actually hear our intuition and like tap into our strategy and our authority and like hear what's right for our bodies and how, you know, all of these um, traumas and stress and tension and like things that we're holding in our body can like cloud our inner wisdom and like being able to hear it. So I thought this would be a good conversation. And I really wanted to have it because I was just having a casual conversation with Genevieve about something that she went through fairly recently. And the way that she handled it was just so um, intuitive and different than I think the way that many of us handle trauma and really made me, um, go back and contemplate kind of how I handled my trauma. And it's like, you know, there is no like, Genevieve did it right. And I did it wrong. Like our traumas are very different. And um, there's a vast spectrum of how we experience things. Uh, it's just, I think that we're kind of in a society that tells us to just kind of like, grin and bear it and like, pull ourselves together and be strong. And a lot of us come from that place. And I thought it was really lovely how you kind of let yourself move through it. So I just wanted to um, share kind of both experiences and talk about the differences and what that might look like. Um, I also want to mention just we're talking about trauma. So if this is like a trigger warning for anyone who who needs that to have yourself resourced. I have myself resourced over here with my cup of tea and my rock and, you know. Um, oh, and what's like, your rock? It's like uh, hematite mm -hmm. and tiger's eye and um, red jasper. And another client gave it to me oh. right before I left Portland. I love Is that it. like it naturally occurred altogether like that? I think so, yeah. Wow. It's pretty rad. It's like one of the more grounding stones that I have. Um, so I picked it up today when I was walking over here to sit down. Uh, and I wanted to mention like, you know, uh, I think, uh, if at any point during our conversation, you're listening to this and you need to take a break, please do that. If you need to step away, please do that. If it's not for you, please don't listen. Um, and like take the time to orient yourself if you need to, and like disconnect from your screen and pay attention to like your butt in the seat and your feet on the ground and your breath like while we're talking about all of these things. Um, I also want to mention that like, I don't think like we're both going to talk about some trauma that we went through. I do not think that we need to like, go back necessarily and discuss and relive our traumas to move through them. I'm more interested in like how we move through them from a visceral body somatic sensation based perspective. That being said, like, we're going to talk about two different experiences. So we are going to talk about um, some details. And uh, yeah, I think that's I made some notes, so I wouldn't forget anything. But I think do you want to add anything? That just feels like a very inviting 
intro. And oh. <laughs> I love that about you. Is like you're always very aware of like all the things in the space and holding the container. So I feel oh. good to talk about this, and I'm yeah. happy to share it with other people. And yeah, I feel like <clears throat> you know sharing some details and things maybe will one help someone else not feel so alone and to just like talk about the different ways that we move through and maybe like what um you know looking back like uh I, I was essentially attacked <laughs> three years ago and I'm still like moving through it and dealing with tension in my neck and there can be like so much shame around that like so much shame around like why can't I just move on from this thing that happened to me or like why is this still you know, you think that you've moved on from something and then you have to have a difficult conversation or it comes back up for some, you know, like I had a legal thing come back up and I had to kind of go through it again. And you realize like, oh shit, this is still really living in my body, you know? And so I think it's important to have these conversations so that people um, can be okay on their path and like not, you know, like I'm someone who works with people going through things and I still need to constantly remind myself, you know, and that's something I'm going to talk about, like with all the tools I had um, and all of the lessons I've learned along my life, the things that I still look back and I'm like, oh, wow. Um, so a little bit about my story is that I was attacked three years ago by a stranger. And I just, I realize now, like after really listening to Genevieve's story, when you hear it, um, just how different our experiences were of like that moment and our traumas are very different but like the way that we kind of in those moments following a traumatic experience like how each of us processed was just like vastly different um I really fell back into my sort of like pull it together you know set my jaw put my feet on the floor like be strong kind of space and in many ways, when it happened, I completely stepped out of my body, which I think is a totally normal response to trauma. Um, and it took me a long time to kind of get back in. And I think a lot of times in order to kind of like pull it together and be strong, um, we do leave our bodies, you know, we, we, we disconnect in some way when we're coming out of that experience. Um, and I think some of it is just like, a natural stress response. Like my body was very much in a space of fight flight combination. And I had loads of chemicals coursing through my body and hormones coursing through my body because, you know, we have that response in our body. That's like, we can run from a bear or whatever, and it takes time to come down from that response. But a lot of times we don't really allow ourselves to come down from that response naturally. And I don't feel like I did that. Like I, you know, got my feet back on the floor made phone calls that I needed to make, filed a police report. Someone put a glass of whiskey in front of me and I drank it and like held it all together until I left, you know, the place that I was at. And it wasn't really until I got home and I got in my shower because uh, I, I ended up losing about what well, I had pulled out about a quarter of my hair in the attack. And that's, I think when it like, finally registered with me like the trauma that I'd experienced like getting naked and getting in the shower and like seeing bruises start to come up and I started to shampoo my hair and like clumps of my hair were coming out that I finally let myself feel anything that had been going on you know like but that was 
hours after it had actually happened. Like I'd already stuffed it down in a way I'd already sealed it kind of like armor in my body. Like I'd gathered everything up and I'd like put it, you know, to be, to be in the place that I felt like I needed to be to like deal with the people that were around me and talk to the police and like do all of the things, you know, it was already somehow kind of like stuffed away in my tissues and in my muscles and like just the energetics of kind of like sealing and um, like even for the two years following working with practitioners and healers, I constantly had um, people say, it's like you have a armor, like you have like armor from like your throat to your like energetically, it was like, I just shut it down, you know, even though I thought I wasn't like I had the good cry. And, you know, there were many, many ways that I processed my trauma. I did all the things. I did all the body work. I did all the energy work. I did the TRE. I did the EFT. I screamed. I cried. I did like so many of the things, but there were so many missed opportunities of just like allowing myself to feel what I was feeling in the moment, even after that. Cause you know, we experienced the trauma and then we experience all of the trauma that comes after that. Like all of the doctor's appointments and practitioner appointments where I had to retell my story again, when I had to go and get my hair cut off, when I had to go in for MR, like all of those things are like another little piece. And every time, like looking back, I think about how I pulled myself together, walked into the appointment, sat down, told my story, like a movie that I was telling that happened to someone else, you know, as opposed to like, feeling it. And those are ways that we absolutely protect ourselves. And again, I'm not saying at all that I did anything wrong. I'm just saying, like, there's a different way, you know, maybe there's a different way of like allowing ourselves to kind of really, really have permission in the moment of what we're experiencing to experience it. I was listening, I'm taking this like, um, trauma training workshop. she had to go get a COVID test for a surgery she was getting. And, you know, she was like, I got the one like that they stick up your nose. And it was like super traumatic for me. And I just let myself like sob in the appointment. Like I had a full on adult tantrum. And she was like, the nurse was looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And she was like, I think no one had ever like done that. Like, like actually let themselves move through what they were genuinely feeling in the moment of like, this feels highly traumatic for me and I'm not enjoying this and it's really upsetting me and I'm just going to let myself be upset. You know, I don't think that we do that very often. And I've definitely been someone my whole life. Like I do cry all the time now. I'm a total, you know, I, but I, it will come out at like, other moments like I'll cry at like a commercial or like in the middle of the grocery store and that you know because you didn't let yourself like in the moment <laughs> let it out you're like why am I crying over this can of tomato sauce or whatever you know <laughs> like stored up from something that you didn't allow yourself to process so I want to now talk about how Genevieve moved through hers because it was just like when you told me the story it I mean it made me cry uh, it was such a like you just gave yourself so much fucking permission to just completely be who you are in that moment and move through it. And, um, and I, and I think it's important that people hear that kind of, that kind of way of processing. So. Well, I think hearing your story again now, like I do think that you're an amazing processor and 
um, you know, it's just like we like pick up tools along the way. And I, for my, my experience, like I kind of surprised myself even because any trauma I had um, experienced before that moment, I really, I don't feel like I did have the same tools. And so it was almost like I was trying out this new way, like subconsciously almost. Um, but like, I think that two things that had been going on in my life at the time helped me realize that and all the experiences you have. But um, I was actively in therapy at the time. And so just really like practicing over and over on a regular basis, like not um, immediate acute trauma, but like going to visit trauma from the like feeling my body in those moments and sort of like learning this whole skill of how to do that in those situations, I think was like there with me as a way to, to apply it to like a trauma happening in the present. And also I sometimes listen to this podcast called Dr. Dream and it wasn't even like the topic of the show, but at the beginning of one of her shows, just like a few weeks in the past before it happened, um, she was telling her guest, her guest must have been like somehow um, a trauma in the trauma world. And she was like, oh, I just wanted to tell you to like, you know, like get props or some, you know, just share that she had been attacked by a dog and was telling this person how she's like, and I did a good job because I just sat down and I cried and I like didn't tell the person that I was okay. And I didn't even realize that that made such an impression on me. But then after this happened to me, I like literally heard her in my head saying that. And so I think it was just, it was lucky to me, actually. I didn't really like know how I was going to deal with it. Obviously, you never know how you're going to deal with trauma. But um, so my trauma story is I got hit by a car while I was riding my bicycle. And... Um, it was very, you know, it was like one of those instantaneous kinds of traumas that just happened. And, you know, the, the first thing I noticed was that my bike was in the middle of the road. And so was I. And I jumped up and grabbed my bike and put it on the sidewalk. And then I just laid down on the sidewalk and cried. And I cried and I cried. And I think I had my hands over my eyes like this. And it was like... I, I mean, I can't really even remember, but it was just this whole process of like, I got so internal immediately. I like couldn't even think about what was going on on the outside of me. I couldn't, I just had to like close my eyes, like not let it in because it was just like my body was like demanding all of the attention, I think, I guess when I think about it in retrospect. Um, and then like, after the sobbing sort of all came out, I started to have thoughts about the outside come in like, oh, okay, where am I? Like did like a body scan, you know, like what's happening with my body? Can I feel all my body parts? Like do any of them feel like they're in an emergency state? It was just kind of like, a, um, like to prepare myself for when I open my eyes and actually look at myself, I think. And then <clears throat> I did open my eyes and I was like, oh, 
the person who had hit me was right there <clears throat> and I didn't even realize it. I was like oh you're right here and he was like well yeah I just hit you with my car <laughs> <clears throat> but that kind of made me laugh like wow I was just like so not even aware of the the world that I didn't even know someone was standing there staring at me um and you know it you know he left and and I told him I was okay. I was like, I'm okay, but I know that I can't leave here yet. And then I just proceeded to like cry more and <laughs> stand up and walk and see how that felt. And then like be like, oh, I'm gonna pass out. So I'll sit back down and like checked out all my, my body wounds. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that then I like watching myself do it over time I started to get a little like um I became very aware of like my presence on the street corner and how I had I was like half declothed and looked probably pretty rough and started feeling like oh my god should I move and like not be here every this is a very busy corner everyone's driving by and can see me are they gonna think what are they gonna think you know and then I was like whatever like the, the thought passed because it was like felt just really important to it was like sort of like uh, mentally I was like maybe I should do something but my body was just like nope this is what you need to tend to right now like whatever they're thinking doesn't matter sort of so yeah that's and then and then actually I was thinking about um after that um because that was the first time I think I ever had dealt with a trauma in such a like, just like let it all out right in the moment kind of way. And I had to bike home later that day and felt a little nervous about other cars hitting me. <laughs> and then I didn't bike for maybe like a week because my body needed to heal a little bit. Um, and then I got back on my bike and I never thought about it again. And I was like, even a couple of times I thought it in my head, I was like, oh yeah, remember how you got hit by a car? Are you not freaked out about getting hit again? I almost had to like bring it up to myself to check in, but it just, it's like, yeah, that really just helped it like flow right out. And I've not once felt like in danger of getting hit by a car or something or frightened or anything. Which I think is huge. And I think as a I mean, I don't know if that's always true for people, but um, I wonder how much like processing in that moment really just moved it out. You know, it's like an animal who who gets hit by a car and like, or like gets in a fight with another animal and like stands up and just like shakes their body completely yeah. out and like gets it out. And then they yeah. just go about their day. They're not, they're not like humans, like constantly like going over it in their heads again and again. And I think just in like letting yourself go inward first before you took inventory of the outside is such a huge um, win. You know, like <clears throat> I shared a video from Irene Lyon last week in my newsletter that was talking about the freeze response in kids and just how, and I kind of learned this in breath work because when we learned how to hold a container for someone in breath work, there was a lot of conversation about like, don't put your hand on them like when they start having an, an emotion because part of breath work is really letting people like have an adult tantrum and you know it can be hard to hold space for that and you have to kind of get in a mental mindset of 
of holding the container and not going through it with them. Like you're the observer, you're not meant to like process with them, you know, but when you first start doing it, it you're like, you're crying while they're crying because it's just hard to like not be like in that moment. And my teachers kept saying, you know, you're not doing them a service. Like you need to step back and like hold the space and hold the container. And like the minute that you put your hand on someone and like they're there, them, you shut down their emotional response, you know? And Irene Lyon was talking about with kids, how we do that. Like a kid falls on the playground and we like immediately go scoop them up and are like, shh, 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 you know, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You don't need to like, and we don't let them go through the like thing that they need to go through to like get it out of their bodies and then let them once they've had the cry and they, you know, sit near them so that they know that you're there. But like, once they've had the cry, then waiting for them to engage, like you said, like I went completely inward. And then at some point I was like, Oh, there's an outside world. And that would, and that guy actually that, Hey, you was like pretty perfect in his, you know, because he wasn't trying, he was like letting you go through your thing, as opposed to most people would be like, you're okay, you're okay, what can I do for you? What do you need? What do you need? You know, he just kind of stood there, right? And like, let you move through it until you were ready to engage with him, which is a pretty, I think, evolved way of handling it. Yeah, I felt really appreciative of that. He's, he told me that he was an avid um, skateboarder, I think, and had been hit by cars himself multiple times. So I think he was like, just had a good awareness of like what someone might need in that space, which I think is um, something we can all learn more about. Like, yeah, what you were talking about with like the woman who got the COVID test and just had her tantrum. It's like um, something what one of my teachers always says is like, uh, trust in the sincerity of others and I think about that a lot because I think that if you can show who you are and just like trust that people will hold space for you, whether they really know how to do it or not, then you're like in this beautiful like teaching relationship where like other people can learn from you. Like, oh, that lady needed to just have a tantrum and it turned out okay for everyone. So like maybe next time I need a tantrum, I'll just right. do it. <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> yeah maybe that nurse will have like full permission sometime in her life to like let it out yeah yeah I think it's I think it's such an important conversation because I just think we're in a world right now where we're all experiencing trauma you know whether it's like um acute traumas that you and I were talking about today or like some you know just like the the stress of like living in the world right now and everything that's going on and how inundated we are and how overwhelmed we are and you know how much information is being thrown at us on a regular basis um and how you know not processing the stress or the tension like how that then becomes chronic and we get in these chronic states of like fight flight freeze response that we like can't get out of um and that become like so staticky to our intuition and like being able to tune in and, and hear things and also I think honoring like everybody's different experiences of trauma you know like I think that there's a lot of research about how we kind of we have all these traumas as like the way that we handle them differently is based on like a cumulative 
trauma like that's unprocessed like if we're just going through life like experiencing these little traumas and we're not ever letting that energy out and we're like taking on more and more stress eventually like our cup gets full you know and at some point it's just going to overflow and then that's going to be like the one that like seems to be like the one you can't get over and it's really just an accumulation of like all the things you know like like my teeth never got loose when I was a kid. I had every single one of them pulled by the dentist. Did I ever process that? Probably not. Like I just like went about my life, you know, being like, that's fine. This is just how it happens, you know? Yeah. It, but like all of those things are just like broken bones or breakups or bullying or all of those things like unchecked over time. Like I used to talk about kind of like our insides are like a warehouse and I feel like we just like drive our little like what's the machine where we like like the lift what's it called like where you drive the little yes we like drive our little forklifts around with our like day of trauma and we like put the box on the shelf and we're like I'll deal with that later and before you know it we've got like a fucking warehouse full of like shit that we haven't processed and like I said I don't necessarily think that we have to like go back and relive that experience to process it but like if we're holding on to all these little tensions in our body and stores in our myofascia tissue and like little bits in our cells, like over time, it's going to really affect us and, um, and going to result in like how we deal with things differently. And I think that having tools and having the conversations to be like, no, we can actually like express emotions. Like when you stub your toe, fucking yell like like start with the small stuff like how do we start with the small stuff of like actually feeling the anger that we're feeling in the moment or like I used to love um Christian Northup used to talk about like taking a tea towel and like slapping it on the counter until you get the good flap to like process your anger and just being like fuck this whatever I need to like <laughs> you know um we need to have those moments like kids have these tantrums and they let it out and then we as adults just like get really good at kind of creating this structure to hold everything but it doesn't really hold everything it comes out some way right and I think that like what we were what you were saying earlier I think that people do want to be able to be space holders and container holders for someone who's experiencing trauma. Like, I think that that's innate in us as humans. And so, yeah, by having these conversations and like sharing about our traumas, I think helps people get ideas about like what someone might need if they haven't experienced it themselves or if they experience trauma in a different way. And, you know, I think that that is important for people to just start to feel comfortable with the idea of being able to express their emotions whenever they come up and not have to hold them and wait to do it in like a a specific place. I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. that feels better and you can get a deeper release to be able to do that. But if you need that immediate release for, you know, to be able to do that wherever you are, it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And to have all the after processes, you know, I had all the after processes. I just keep looking back thinking, huh, I wonder if, I wonder like what it would have been like if I like actually let myself be in that moment or even, you know, 
following that a year later that person came back and started stalking me and like I think about like how I went through that like how I went back to court and went through the stalking hearing and like ripped the band-aid off of all the healing that I felt like I had done up until that moment and then installed cameras in my house and put mace on my thing but I didn't really deal with like the fear you know the the fear that was like in me all the time of like constantly thinking I saw that person or like worrying that I was going to run into that person or like were they going to break into my house or were they going to break into you know it's just like yeah. you just like keep going it's like the fucking dory fish and finding nemo it's like just keep swimming just keep swimming <laughs> like sometimes we get into that space of like i'm just gonna keep going and i'm, I'm just not gonna like deal with this thing um and i think there are so many moments over the course of the day where we're just not feeling what we're feeling and on a big scale like what i'm talking about and on just like a little scale like you know um like john sarno's work is all about like back pain and neck pain and like resentment and like how we carry like all of these little resentments in our body that we don't even realize and they're not necessarily bad things like he told the story of a guy who like really wanted to support his wife because she loved tennis and so he like went and played tennis but like somewhere in him he was like so resentful of the fact that he had to play tennis <laughs> and he ended up with a tennis elbow you know and once he stopped playing um... tennis like it went away um, or like the back pain of just like I start when I started reading his work I started doing a lot of like screen conversations in my car where I would just like have it out with the universe in my car and like, yelling it out because we need to like move it we need to always keep moving it like a huge part of human design is emptying out and deconditioning and it's like exactly it's like how much can we just keep moving it out and also just keep coming back and into our bodies because I think that's another huge component of it is leaving our bodies and not continuing to like regulate our nervous system and like little things like I said at the beginning like notice your butt in the seat notice your feet on the floor notice your breath not just when you're meditating but like when we're having a conversation like this like keep coming back to the things that orient you inside of your body and your boundaries and your um and your space um, I think it's hugely integral and I think the world would be a very different place if we were all feeling our feels more often and like moving through them rather than like storing them away, whether that's conscious or unconscious, you know, which I think happens both ways. Yeah. I mean, I attribute like different changes in my life that I've been experiencing lately to like directly to practicing self-awareness more and more like every time I have any kind of awareness thought like today on the way here I I texted my friend I was like I think whenever I drink caffeine my sinuses get heavy like every time I drink it I'm starting to feel like oh like it's heavy right here and I've just, it was like kind of just to be funny, have a funny conversation with him. But anytime I have a, a thought like that, I feel like uh, some kind of slight victory or a success. Yeah. That, oh, that I'm like paying attention and I'm learning a new thing about myself. And no matter how small or big those kinds of realizations are, I think they're constantly like giving you the building blocks to have more self-awareness in any situation and so then when 
suddenly a situation where it would be like really helpful <laughs> to have some it's just more natural to go there because you've created this mental pathway of like checking in seeing what's different paying attention you know and I think yeah like you said if if we all work towards that a little bit we can just like expand so much awareness in this universe <laughs> yeah that was so good that was such a good way that I feel like that was such a good way to end it like that's such a like powerful message it's just like it's cumulative you know like we're not ever going to make these changes in like a second usually it's going to be like all the tiny little choices we made along the way that like made it possible for us to grease a new groove like you said and create a new neural pathway and forge a new path so right I hope, I hope we have thinking about it too I feel like it's important to to um think about or like to not feel necessarily like trauma is something that we need to like get rid of like well, I mean in our language we're like get it out of your body and like move through it and things but I think um like being in therapy and like looking back at old trauma that's been there for a really long time I'm like starting to slowly come to terms with the fact that I'm never going to like process it away I'm going right. to like process it so that I am learning how to like have it with me and not have it be like leading me and not have it be like blocking me but to like understand that you're not really trying to get it away from you but it's you're, t you're like transmuting it into more of like a teacher or something yeah, is important so that it because it can like you were saying at the beginning where you have can have like shame around it and start mm -hmm. feeling like self judgmental about it. Um, I think to have like a more it's like helpful to be generous with the idea of like, I don't need to like completely feel like it's gone forever to feel like I won, you know, it's, it's like any little bits that you can transform it is like, helpful yeah because I mean it's a lot like I mean it's exactly like shadow work like when we talk about shadow work we're not talking about like disowning parts of ourselves that's how we get shadows in the first place yeah. we like puts push this part of us away and we say I don't want to be that and instead what we need to do is like integrate that piece of us so that we can like make friends with it and love up on it and transmute it for its gifts and every experience in our life is a lesson you know like would I go back and go through what I went through? I don't know that I would make that choice. But has it led to so many amazing relationships with people, so many amazing insights for myself, taken me down paths to study different um, modalities and practices that I wouldn't have done otherwise, opened my eyes in ways that I wouldn't have had otherwise? Absolutely. You know, it, it, and in a way, it has a lot of gifts, and they always do when we can get to the other side of them kind of and start to like look at it that way it can't it's not always easy to look at it that way in the moment but no. I think that <laughs> yeah but I think that my hair is doing crazy things um but I think that it's important to honor those lessons and like you said not try to like eradicate it it's like just push it back there like an old friend that you don't talk to anymore but you still have you know, fond feelings about sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like appreciate for appreciate for what it's shown you. 
um, the gifts that the gifts that it has given. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks well, for facilitating this conversation. I think that's amazing of you and helpful for the world. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Even if, you know, whoever is listening is going to get some great insights and just energetically out in the world for, like, helping awareness. It's good. That's the hope. I think so. I think normalizing these conversations is important, you know, and, and having more of them. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for sharing your experience. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you too. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks to everyone who joined. All right.